Climate Watch is CGTN Radio's new podcast focusing on the impact of climate change. We have conversations with people on the front line about this critical issue. Listen to Climate Watch on all major podcast platforms and join us in taking action to save the planet we call home. Zoom in on global affairs with insightful debates and exclusive interviews. This is World Insight. Hello and welcome to World Insight with me, Tian Wei. The use of local currencies has become an important trend among many economies around the world. Indonesia, as one of the most dynamic emerging economies in this region, has established recently a special task force on the use of local currencies with other economies in Asia. This week, the Indonesian central bank governor, Perry Varjo, visits China, discusses these important topics with his Chinese counterparts to facilitate the use of local currencies between the two sides. I had an exclusive interview with him. The conversation focuses on the use of local currencies, financial support for cooperation on infrastructure projects and others, as well as the financial realities of Indonesia and the so-called debt traps. Here is our conversation. Mr. Governor, what a pleasure to see you in Beijing. My pleasure too, Ms. Wei. You have an extremely tight schedule. I'm so glad you're sharing some of your precious time with my us. My pleasure, my pleasure. One of the things you are doing is to have close interactions with our Chinese counterparts, whether it's from the central bank, yes. from the academic uh, yes. circle, or from the, you know, the financial and the business communities. Yes. So tell me more about what kind of consensus when you were talking to them throughout the trip. Well, uh, Ms. Wei, we, we have to understand our two countries is very close and led by our two beloved presidents, President Xi Jinping and President Joko Widodo. They are close. This is the spirit of high-ranked political will. Second, those translate into very close trade and investment relation. FDI from China to Indonesia rising now is about the share is about 18 1.8% of Indonesia export from China to Indonesia 27% export from Indonesia to China 23% this is very big absolutely tourists from China now is about 15% so from higher rank our two leader into business closeness in the trade, foreign direct investment, as well as on the people connection, in the tourist is a testimony on that. Number three, this is where my job entering. How to follow the directive from our two president, servicing the business, how can the central bank and central bank facilitate that? So we have a close cooperation between Bank Indonesia and People Bank of China. Number of cooperation, not only exchange of information, but also what we are now increasing the use of local currency transaction directly from rupiah with China yuan, which is facilitated business and transaction in the investment as well as on the services sector. I will 
tell you what more about this. What is the proportion right now? Well, this is, this is the issue. This is why I came here to talk to you, to talk with the audience. How can we increase the use of Chinese yuan and rupiah directly to facilitate trade and investment, financial sector, as well as the tourism? Over the past two years, already increasing, but you're right, still small. Now it's about 300 million. Compare 300 million yen rupee or US dollar. US dollar. But you're right, if compared to the size of a trade and investment, is very small. It's still very small. So we expanding this local currency transaction as we also expand with other countries. Three, three, three area uh, you can you can go into detail later on. What kind of the expansion of this one? The type of transaction that can be used in uh, local currency, not only trade and investment, but also in the financial asset as well as on the remittances, on the payment system. So expanding the line of the transactions, more and more transactions can be uh, uh, using uh, local currency. And that's, uh, the second, we expanding the number of the bank. 16 banks from Indonesia and a larger bank from China, they are joining together to facilitate this. So we are moving our financial community Service, 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 trade and investment, uh, financial asset, uh, payment system using directly rupiah and Chinese yuan. As we also doing with Japan, with uh, Ringgit Malaysia, with uh, Thailand. So the economies you mentioned are quite different. For example, Japan, yes. Thailand, yes. China. How would you characterize the priorities when you are doing local currency transactions with China vis-a-vis -vis other economies? Well, you're right. You're right. Our nature of relationship of Indonesia to China, to Japan, to other countries difference. This is where central bank and financial sector follow the business. We are following the business. For China, relation, a lot of them on trade and investment. So many investment Project. and trade project. You, you know that we just recently inaugurated the first fastest train from Jakarta to Bandung, which is actually the testimony of how important, how big foreign direct investment from China in Indonesia and infrastructure. But we also seeing number of investment, foreign direct investment, and natural resource downstreaming. Mm. This is where the central bank and the financial system facilitate. Remember, even trade and investment of Indonesia in China still not using local currency. This is not efficient because our business person, they have to exchange from China yuan to other currency, from other currency to rupiah and rupiah, and this cost of transaction. This directly will be more efficient. Making business for those our business and foreign direct investment. For our financial institution also making business. Because 16 banks from Indonesia 
being from China, they can interact with each other. Indeed. They have a lot of synergy. The synergy, chemistry is going on right now. And then they are making uh, money flows, making uh, more efficient transactions, and they can invest this money, whether rupiah or Chinese yuan, in government bond of Indonesia. We have learned from the last uh, uh, BRICS summit, for example, in which Indonesia has become the fresh blood, as they say, to come into this wonderful community. The leaders of the BRICS economies and BRICS Plus have recognized the importance of using a local currency. So how much confidence do our economies have about our own currencies? We're not just talking about patriotism. We're talking about real business yes. and stability, financial yes. stability. That's one thing. The other thing is how likely this world might be evolving. Of course, nobody knows. Yes. Yet, we all need to be prepared. Yes. So, Mr. Governor, when you are trying to lay the foundation, yes. you are really here to lay the foundation, isn't yes. it? Yes. I mean, within your terms. Yes. And the thing is likely to be yes. much longer term. Yes. So when you are laying the foundation, Mr. Governor, what are going through your minds about confidence, yes. about sustainability? Yes. Well, the meaning of life is very important. I love the vision, this is the most important thing. If we have the same vision, same purpose, same direction will be very important. Look, Ms. Lai, the word, you know, is very dynamic. You are facing race, race from global economy, from exchange rate, from transaction. So, Ms. Wei, let me ask you something. If you have many race, do you want to put your egg in only one basket? Of course not, right? We have to have a currency div diversification, right? Because one of the risks in doing international trade and so on is currency race, right? So the currency diversification is very important. That's why, Ms. Wei, when G20, we are promoting, let's we do currency diversification. It's not about we are, you know, prone this currency for that currency, but the trade and investment can be best facilitated if we have currency diversification. This, this the, 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 the purpose, the meaning is very important. This same goal. This is where G20 already agree on that direction. And this year when Indonesia chairing the ASEAN, let's move on for the currency diversification. So why that then why we expanding local currency transaction in ASEAN? Not only with the we are moving with the five but also Vietnam. Brunei and other Laos, Cambodia, all of the ASEAN will also using local currency transactions because this is one of the management of the race. Currency differentiation. And that's why we are also with Japan, with China, and also in the future we are engaging with India because this currency differentiation. Number three, you know, then not only top government to government, but also business and business and also changing of behavior. So once again, I'm very uh, fortunate to meet you, Ms. Wei, and also to reach with a viewer. One, this is the objective. See, the global, we are facing many uncertainty. Then actually currency diversification is very important. 
to local currency transactions and facilitating for this currency differentiation for trade investment, financial asset, payment system, and number three, need political will, central bank to central bank, business to business, and of course, changing of behavior and mindset. How do you see your choices, Mr. Governor, in terms of uh, losing local currency coincide with multilateral platforms and institutions such as the New Development Bank, you know, the BRICS Bank, and uh, some of the other development banks as well, as they are also searching for ways to bring uh, more interactions of local currency among the members of theirs. Yes. How is this coincides and how is this likely to interact with their processes as well? Well, our job, my job as central bank, also my fellow financial agent to facilitate yes. the services and financial transactions, including the currency stability of the transaction. One, that's why we're expanding local currency transaction to facilitate trade and investment. Mm -hmm. That's why Asian Development Bank, World Bank, other that investing in the foreign direct investment can use this local mm -hmm. currency, and then minimizing the cost of transaction. Mm -hmm. Second, we are expanding the use of this local currency transaction to offer choice of financial asset. So, for example, my fellow, our fellow businessmen from China, after having rupiah account in the, their selection of the bank, they can invest in government bond of Indonesia. They can invest in stock market of Indonesia. They can invest wherever they want. And thirdly, we are also offering hedging, currency risk. Uh, we are developing domestically uh, not only rupiah money market but also foreign exchange market. In this bank, then they can also transaction rupiah China's one not only spot, you know, but also forward one month, three months, six months, nine months, twelve months. Thereby, this is uncertainty of the currency risk. So, this is the area that we are moving. Forward, Miss let's do it. Beyond the, Beyond the headlines, this is World Insight. How do you see, you know, where you are? Indonesia, one of the largest emerging economies. You need to have the U.S. economy strong. They need to have their own policy tools to make it happen. Fed could be one of those. Yeah. But on the other hand, their decision is having a direct impact on the interests of yours. Yes. Sometimes their economies is better as a result of using interest rates, yeah. may not be necessarily on a direct beneficial part to your side. So how do you see this very interesting combination always? We are not living alone. Then, if you're not living alone, like the, 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 the analogy that we use, if you are facing many risks, do you want to put your egg in the same basket? You can have currency differentiation, right? When we are living in multipolar world, then you have to be friend with our partner. We are, have a friend, a good friend of China. We have a good friend of Japan. We have a group in the US. And we are also engaging, making a good friend with India. 
and also Europe and other countries. This is where we are, Indonesia always adopt open trade and investment. So what is this, what is this procedure or the process like for you to adjust as the central bank governor from a world that everybody seems to look at, you know, same aspirations, I mean, seems at least, to now everybody has their own aspirations and you need to bring them together onto your path. What has been this process of transformation for you, sir? I'm a son number six of nine brothers of farmers. My mother even do not pass the elementary school. But I keep remembering the advice my belated father and mother. Son, just go there. Gain knowledge, knowledge, whatever knowledge that lead you to the sign in your life. But wherever you go to your knowledge, please always be close to common people so you will be happy. This is where take me from the villages to the governor central bank. Three lessons. One, we, as you know, we are living a very dynamic changing. The best way as you viewer, always learning, learning, learning of new thing. I used to be accountant. Then I learned economic, monetary, financial, international. The second have more experience, becoming street smart. I'm living in many different stages. It used to be very easy. But voila, 97, 98, Asian crisis teach me how to handle crisis. Then 2008, 2009, I was executive director of the IMF. Then teach me about to deal with the global crisis. But those ability of street smart in dealing with crisis, a crisis of 97 global, is not enough for me when we are dealing COVID. It's multi-dimension. But I'm learning, learning how to deal with multi-dimension of COVID. Not only from monetary, financial, from fiscal, for other aspect. This number two, street smart, learning, experiencing a different kind of challenge. Condition important. Number three, book smart important, street smart important, but number three very important. And then the day we are facing so many uncertainty. And always ask only one, the only one that know everything about knowledge. Not now, but in the future, spirituality. Mr. Governor, Indonesia is such a dynamic economy. Yeah. And you have been under the leadership of Mr. President, working extremely hard to broaden the horizon of Indonesia. Mm -hmm. But money is important. Investment is important. Yep. So there has been a lot of stories talking about Indonesia in debt trap, talking about Indonesia's uh, economic future might be unpredictable. Uh, you know, all of these stories that you heard uh, over and over again over the past few years when your economy is really taking yeah. off. What do you make of this? Let's maybe deal with the so-called debt trap issue. Indonesia is one of the disciplined countries to issue, as well as to regulate the issue of foreign exchange 
borrowing. We learn very hard the problem of ASEAN crisis in 97-98. We have three layers of regulation to ensure the foreign exchange borrowing is manageable and sustainable. As an emerging country, we need to borrow. But how to borrow discipline? One, public debt being limited because fiscal deficit cannot be more than 3% of gross domestic brutto. If fiscal deficit is cannot be more than 3% of GDP, then the amount of public increase of the debt, you know, will be manageable. That's number one. Principle number one. Principle number one. Second, what we learn also from uh, ASEAN crisis, the banking external borrowing, the financial institution. From the bank, they're able to borrow abroad if have our permission. So all of the banks that have external borrowing must have a, a permission from the central bank because we want to access what is external borrowing for? How the ability for the bank to pay back? And so far, most of banks from Indonesia do not have a very significant external borrowing. Your question about how the private? Well, private can borrow abroad, including also for financing infrastructure. But we issue regulation that those private external borrowing need to be have a risk mitigation. What kind of risk mitigation? One, they have to have a hedging currency risk mitigation. Second, they have to have a credit risk. The company must meet certain, you know, yeah. uh, great rating. And the third, they have to also have liquidity risk assessment. So this is three layer. But of course, as a central bank, we also develop the market mechanism of this liquidity risk management. As I said, later on, this local currency transaction is expanding. Mr. Governor, as a central bank governor who are dealing with China, working with China quite closely, what do you make of the reality of the Chinese economy today? Well, Ms. Wei, uh, I'm uh, also have many communication, cooperation with many fellow of Governor Central Bank. Let me tell you, every two months, Governor of Central Bank meeting in Basel for Bank for International Settlement. We are exchanging views. When this one, Second, we do have faith in every governor and leader of each countries. My belief also, the leader and governor, people of Beijing, people Bank of China, doing their great job to navigate and nurture the economy. And with this two exchange of information and put faith, confidence in each of the governor, central bank, and authorities of the country doing the great job, then I'm as governor central bank do my decision for Indonesia. So this is well informed information from frequent meeting and also fit of each of the leaders, including the governor center, and then 
take in my rational decision making as input. So this is this is very well grounded, rational as well as very consistent principle based as you see it. Mr. Governor, what a pleasure. Thank my you pleasure. so much for your time and my for pleasure. your insights. My pleasure. And that's my interview with the Central Bank Governor of Indonesia. As Mr. Governor puts it, there's great potential and a lot of work to be done for cooperation between Indonesia and China. And there is great potential for investments from both sides into each other's markets. I'm Tian Wei on behalf of my team. Bye for now. Dive into news like never before with Deep Dive, the podcast from CGTN Radio. Join our global reporters for captivating stories and thought-provoking conversations. Search Deep Dive on your favorite podcast platform and get ready to dive in. Sideline Story brings you all things sports-related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world.